There we go. Yo, what is up, guys? It is another Friday. Um, Charles and I are super excited to be here. Good old H Double and Matty B. Uh, today we have a pretty good show, I think, lined up for you guys. Some interesting topics. Um, and yeah, so what we're going to talk about during episode 12 is the Big 12. Because Makes Big sense. 12. Yeah, for episode because the Big 12, 12 just just um, invited four teams, UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati to their right. conference. We'll talk about that. Then we'll talk about the game that happened last night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys, how that all went down. Then, unfortunately, we're going to talk about the Ravens and their injuries. It might be a hard segment for my boy H-Double, but we're going to get through it. Yeah, I'll get through it. And then – we are going to talk about some college football matchups as well during the Big 12 discussion, um, kind of what games look good and stuff. And then after that, we're going to let you go into a good weekend, and we'll come back Monday. <laughs> so on that note, let's start out with uh, Big 12 and college football. Charles, do you have anything to say about it, or do you want me to just go right into it? Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up uh, real quick about it, because obviously, yeah, as you confirmed, you confirmed that BYU – accepted already all yeah. i saw was that they offered it to those four schools well yeah you know as you know we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when this was kind of mm-hmm. rumored to happen and it's pretty much what we expected and i think you were spot on with the teams they invited if i recall i think you predicted the exact four teams i don't know though we'd have to we'd have to check that but still either way you you know we kind of saw this coming and I mean I'm not surprised like I said we talked about we think this is good mm-hmm. or you know and with terms of the college football landscape and how it's going this is good especially you know for like BYU and if these other schools accept which I'm, I think they, they probably will I, I don't know if you think they will too you can talk about when you talk but I think they'll mm-hmm. accept and I think it's good for the Big 12 obviously because we talked about the history of the Big 12 and like, it's, like, one of my, like, conferences, you know, because coming from Springmo, you know, the Big 12 was pretty close, you know, with Kansas and all that. It's more mm-hmm. on the basketball stage, but, you know, still. Well, and Mizzou. Mizzou's Mizzou. Big 12 as well. Yeah, which I miss. But, anyways, Big 12 just, like, it was, like, a good, I don't know, it's, like, a good conference, you know. Like, it's a conference I always kind of liked. And mm-hmm. as I mentioned, I, I remember going to the to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament one year in high school, and it was, like, really electric there and just like the hotels yeah had a bunch of fans and I just remember like being like man this is a really really nice conference so I'm just glad that at least for their football and yeah I guess you can talk about more detail if it is like involving the basketball as well but for the football aspect it definitely helps the Big 12 for sure because they'd already lost a couple of schools and then they're obviously gonna they're losing Texas and Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and those are like really big football schools so I'm just glad for them and happy for them. And I think it's good. I I think, I don't know. I still feel like BYU should be a Pac-12 school, but I'm not going to complain that they're a Big 12 school now. Like, I like the Big 12. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what a you, – you got more knowledge about this than me, so you go ahead and give your opinions and, and all. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, since I do go to BYU and I've been a band for a long time, like – it's definitely something that I've looked into for a long time. Like, 
BYU was in the Mountain West, and then when they were going to leave, they asked the Big 12 and Pac-12 to join, and they both said no, and so that's why they're independent. And then BYU was going to join in 2016 if they got an offer, but then the Big 12 was like, no, no, thanks. <laughs> and now they are. Um, the, um, with Big 12, it's everything. So BYU is now everything with them. So that includes wow. like, 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 like volleyball, track, uh, cross country. It's everything. So everything is Big 12 now, which I think is good. Um, basketball. Basketball is going to be insane because you have – Cincinnati, who usually is in the tournament, BYU with Mark Pope has been a top 25 team. Houston made to the final four. Then you have Oklahoma State, who's pretty decent. Baylor just won it. Kansas is good. So that basketball league is going to be insane. And UCF, if they join, I mean, they should have, you know, beaten Duke a couple years ago and they could have had a little run. So they had a good team as well. Taco. Yeah. So I, I mean, so I mean, so if you look at it, there's not a lot of like bad teams that way in the Big 12 for basketball, which is great. Um, for football, um, I mean, Oklahoma State is good. BYU is pretty decent. Cincinnati's been good. Um, Kansas State is kind of streaky, but they're usually pretty decent. Um, Baylor used to be good. I think they're getting back because they're rebuilding from the sexual assault scandals and stuff but Baylor used to be good so I mean you still have good teams in football and the big thing for BYU is that it's still considered a power five school so that means that now they're going to be able to play for like championships like as a big 12 like big 12 championship as well as going to like the college football playoff so it means that if you do lose maybe one game that doesn't mean you're out of the playoff you know which in years past the BYU like, like last year, you know, since they lost to Coastal Carolina, boom, you're not even considering to New Year's Six. But if you're like Oklahoma, where they lost one game, they were, I believe, were they in the football playoff last year, I think? No, they weren't. But they were close. So, I mean, yeah, you have that. Um, when, also with B- Real quick, though, when do they yeah. – when are they supposed to join? What year? So, all these schools are supposed to join 2023. So, two years before OU and Texas leave. But – BYU could technically join next year. So what with the WCC, what their buyout is, if you let them know between 24 and 48 months before they leave, um, it's only $500,000 to leave. But if it's, but if it's, if it's less than 12 months, it's a million dollars. And BYU, like they're a big enough school that that's, that's. Bro, I wish I had a million dollars. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's nothing. So to me, realistically, I don't know if next year BRU joins, but I'm going to say 20, well, let's say 2023. So maybe it is next year. I think 2022, I think they'll join. I think next fall, you'll see BYU and Big 12 football wow. and all that other stuff. That's, that's sick. That, because uh, then you still have, because then you still have um, a couple seasons with OU and Texas. Oh, and yeah. That stuff. Yeah, that'll be, yeah, Big 12 basketball. It's going to be lit. It's about to sure. be insane. The only thing is, we, so BYU's already formally accepted. Have the other schools formally accepted yet that you know of or not? Um, so they haven't formally accepted, but um, basically this meeting that they had today with all the athletic directors accepting them, it was a formality. Like everyone knew they wanted to go. And so basically, okay. like basically all the ADs of these different schools have said, yes, 
will join if you accept us. So BRU has come out and said, you know, they've already like switched over stuff and said, you know, I mean, not saying member big 12, but like they put on their posts, you know, like the big 12 logo with BYU sports, you know? Um, I mean, I don't really follow Cincinnati or the, any of the other ones, um, but I'm pretty sure they're doing the same thing as well. So, I mean, but it does suck though, because Houston, UCF and Cincinnati are all in the American conference. And so that conference is kind of getting decimated, but I mean, with me, I don't really care because not people are using the big 12. And so it makes our, t- it makes our school and sports a lot better, which I think is good. And now people can't say, Oh, BYU just plays in a crappy conference. It's like, okay, it's the big 12. And, you know, like you said, we're really close to the big 12 when we lived in spring Mo, or at least when I used to live there, used to live there. And so to me, I always had a kind of a special relationship with big 12. Um, and yeah. so, I mean, Pac-12, I think would make sense because we're out here, but when you look at it though, I mean, BYU is still pretty close. I mean, there's not much, I mean, other than Utah and Colorado, those are the two closest schools to BYU. Other than that, it's about the same travel distance for Big 12. So it really doesn't matter. And I think for me personally, I think football is probably just as equal to Pac-12, but basketball is a lot better in Big 12 than Pac-12. And so I think for me, as a, I'm more of a, I'd say a basketball fan watcher than football. Like I like it, but I mean, I play football basketball and stuff and i like marsh madness more to me i'm more happy that they're in the big 12 than pac 12 for that instance yeah for basketball for sure that's gonna be and even for running too like the big 12 is pretty decent in running and um and all that kind of stuff i mean byu has been really great you know overall and and now when you recruit you don't say oh we're in wcc it's like no we're big 12 and and that has weight i mean look at you you even said Big 12 has a place in my heart, you know, and you think it's cool that BYU is in the Big 12. And so for you, if you were, like, thinking about basketball and you're like, oh, man, where do I want to go? And if BYU offered you, you'd be like, hey, I have a friend at BYU, but also it's Big 12. Big 12. Maybe I go there. Maybe I go there instead of staying local, you know? Right. Yeah, that's – yeah, I, I – it's, it's, it's cool to see BYU be in the Big 12, definitely. I, I'll give you that. It's very cool. You know, I I can't complain though with you know Missouri State because I really do like the Valley. I think that's still a really mm-hmm. good conference for the mid major. But if like Missouri State joined the Big Twelve or something like that, like that would be crazy though. You know, like if that was like my school, I'd be like, holy crap! So I'm sure you're yeah, like as you mentioned, you're, you're definitely excited. I mean, I don't blame mm-hmm. you at all. Now you know Missouri State's playing a future Big Twelve. I wish you guys were in the Big Twelve now because then it'd be like Big Twelve matchup. But hey. well, I mean, it pretty much is. I mean. I mean, yeah. here's the thing, too. I, I also got excited because now we're going to have Candace and Baylor come to Provo and play basketball. Yeah, that's And cool. so that's going to be super fun. So, like, get the Gonzaga and BYU games are always hype, you know? But now you're going to have teams like Texas Tech, Houston, Baylor. Kansas, Kansas maybe. Yeah. All these guys come in. And then you're going to have BYU go to, like, like Fog Allen Fieldhouse and go to Kansas. I mean, that's just, like, yeah. if you're a basketball fan, that's, like, storybook. Yeah, you know? it really is. Like, that's just a storybook thing. And I think that's also, like, that's for, I mean, look at us. We're basketball fans. Think about all these other kids now. They're getting recruited. It's like, oh, BYU's Big 12. And so I know for me, like, whenever the Jabari Parker thing was happening, you know, he's a member of the church. Um, 
and you know he's between BYU and Duke and he chose Duke because of the national stage you know but let's put it in perspective if BYU was in the Big 12 I think he goes there instead of Duke because ACC and Big 12 I mean Big 12 is known as probably the best conference for basketball right and if you get games against Kansas and all that televised and Oklahoma I mean you're going to go there. And so I think that just changes the recruiting landscape for BYU as well. Yeah, I think currently the Big 12 is probably the best conference for college basketball, at least recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides the ACC, which it's debatable, but like the Big 12 has had they only school in the last three years. Well, I would say probably, probably the top three is Big 12 is first, Big 10 is second, and then ACC yeah, is Big 10 has got some good schools. You're right. But yeah. Yeah, I. This makes me wonder now. Like, now that BYU's gone to the WCC, is wonder if Gonzaga is ever going to leave because, like, now they're really going to dominate that conference. I mean, they already dominated BYU anyways, but now it's like super domination. You know. Yeah, I think I don't know. It's interesting because Gonzaga doesn't have a football team or any of that kind of that other is true. stuff, that and is so true. it makes it hard. I think for those guys. I mean, what I think maybe might happen is maybe like a Pac-12 or someone reaches out and says, hey, we'll take you in for basketball. Almost like what, what people do. I mean, look at football. Right now, Notre Dame's in the ACC, or I think. Aren't they still in the ACC or the independent again? I forget if it's COVID stuff. Um, I don't know. I know they're in the ACC in basketball. But... Yeah, so, I mean, but look at I me. Mean, look at football, right? Football, they're like, hey, independent, but then everything else, it's like, okay, I'm going to be part of this conference. I don't see why people can't do that for basketball. Right. Yeah, I think Notre Dame is independent. They are. Because yep, last year they were in the AC- Okay, last year they were the ACC because of COVID. So that sorry about that, everyone yeah. who was listening. So yeah, yeah. I, I forgot if it was a one year or two year thing. <laughs> so I forgot. I knew it wasn't like permanent, but I I kind of want to see Gonzaga in like the Pac twelve or something. I think that'd be good. That would be good. I think that would be good for them being the Pac twelve. Or they'll just keep dominating the WCC. <laughs> and the thing is, I think now, I think people were like, oh, Gonzaga's like not good, right? But lately, the past five, six years, we've seen them go to Elite Eight, Final Four, Championship game. I mean, they've, yeah, now, they've now, made... now everyone knows that like they're not just like playing weak people. It's they can beat pretty much anyone. I mean, yeah, even their non-conference, they, they, they were beating everyone. They've made it, yeah, in the last few years to make the two Final Fours, two, or two championship games, technically. They lost both, though. Yeah. They made it to the Elite Eight, and then I think the Sweet 16 as well, and then the Sweet 16 the year before, and then the Elite Eight the year before. So, like, they're always just – they've made, like, the they're, Sweet 16 that, the past seven like, years, six years, yeah. To me, that's just, like, the definition of consistency. Yeah, it really is. And Mark Feud has built a good program. Uh, speaking of, though, I just want to touch this real quick. You probably saw – he got arrested got with DUI. DUI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's a lot of jokes about, like, Mark Feud too many or something like that. Or, oh, or yeah. Jokes because yeah. of his name. Yeah. I wonder. He's He seems like a very – I'm surprised that this happened, honestly, because he's, like, seems like such a, like, very, you know, put-together guy. But it just shows, you know, sometimes things can get the best of you. So, yeah. hopefully he doesn't get in, in too much trouble because I know DUIs can be pretty – you know, yeah, it can be somewhat harsh punishment sometimes, depending on the severity. But yeah, anyways, 
Well, oh, sorry, we we on a college football, college talk. basketball. Yeah, well, I'm just so ex- I am so excited for college basketball. And I'm really excited for December fourth, twenty twenty one. Me too. Hey, we'll talk about it. We'll probably dedicate an episode to us just debating about that game, honestly. But anyways, well, I, I'll save I all my. Might, well, and I think I might be going. I I want to go to that one, and I think I will be. And so I might plan on a Friday. Maybe we do the podcast together on a Friday together and. Yeah, Watch we can, game Saturday. So if we can get like a yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. All I'm gonna say, but anyways, is, real quick, last thing about that. This is good for BYU though, because like Missouri State could qualify as like a tier. I forgot, is it tier two or tier one win if they do? Because uh, it would be probably a quad two unless quad two, State, yeah, unless it, Missouri State does really well and it could be a quad one. Exactly, because I think they got to get to the top seventy five, and last year Missouri State was eighty six. So that's probably why BYU yeah. struggled a bit, honestly. Hey, I think it'll be a good game. Anyways, it'll be close. Anyways, to um, college football. So some of the games that are on that are going to be super great and it's awesome. So um, the first one, I think, is at 10 a.m., I think, uh, my time. So I think it's 11 a.m. your time. It's Iowa and Iowa State. So 9 versus 10. Iowa so and Iowa good. State. That is at 3.30. Oh, the, one, the one you're okay. thinking of is Oregon, is Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, yeah, Oregon, Ohio State. And I'm going to be watching that game because I'm a big Oregon fan, and it'd be great to beat Ohio State. Also, because I'm a Michigan fan, so I hate Michigan. I, hate, I mean, I hate Ohio State. Like, I love Michigan. So, so that'll <laughs> be good. Um, and then we have Michigan, Washington, which is going to be another good one. Um, but those two, Ohio State, Oregon, Iowa State, Iowa are probably the two best ones. And then the third one rounding out at the very end of the night is the Holy War, BYU versus Utah. So BYU versus Utah. Yeah, that, that should be a good game, honestly. Oh, yeah, man. And I have I have Oregon beating Ohio State. I have uh, <laughs> Iowa State beating Iowa. And then I have BYU beating Utah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. Well, yeah, okay, so you predicted, yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, I'll be honest. Um, I Honestly, I'll give you the Oregon one, but I think Utah will will beat BYU. I'll be honest. No, don't say that. That means I, I have to lose 10 times in a row, dude. Don't say that. Bro, at least you're in a rivalry like that where it's like, you know, where you get to play them, you know, like Missouri State never used to do stuff like that. So you should be grateful for that at least, even if you do lose 10 times in a row. <laughs> no, dude, I can't believe you're picking Utah. What the? I thought we were best friends. Well, I'm picking Oregon. Bro, no, I want BYU to lose because BYU took you over to Utah. You left the Spring Mill area. Bro, no, no. Yeah, but not not, not Salt Lake. Come on. Choose okay. BYU. But I kind of want to move to Salt Lake. Dude, it's really well, pretty. If- that's fine if you move to Salt Lake. You can still be a BYU fan. What if Autumn goes to Utah? She's a Utes. That's fine. I'll be a Utah you still like fan. BYU. I'll be... <laughs> well, right now, well, right now you're not. So okay. BYU. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like Zach Wilson. No, I'm just kidding. He's not even on the team anymore. <laughs> I was uh, I was actually looking at the uh, – because I didn't realize when I was looking at all the scores, it shows, like, the weather for the games, and I – the Arizona State UNLV game is AccuWeather says like 106, and I'm like, holy crap! I'm like that would yeah. suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Now the football. I, we'll, we'll move on to the football I actually did watch because, if I'm being honest, I've watched like no college football. But 
But will you watch college football this weekend, though? Uh, I'll try. I, I do kind of want to watch that Oregon-Ohio State game. It looks like a good game. Or what about the BYU-Utah one? You think you might watch that? Yeah, we'll see. That's at what, like 8, 9, something it's like that? It's at 9.15 your time, 8.15 my time. Well, this is Saturday, so. Pac-12 after dark, baby. Okay, I think I'd rather watch the BYU game actually at night because I might be busy in the morning. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, I- I'll try to make a promise to you to watch it, or at least some of it. Good. You might have to text me to remind me. But anyways, <laughs> uh, the game I actually have watched because good old NFL is in full bloom as well. So now it's just football. Your weekends are occupied by football, basically. So make sure you get all your homework done throughout the week or before football starts because you're not going to want to do it when you just college football and the NFL on. And what a good start to the season last night. The New England that's the name of the page. I mean, what is this two years ago? No, the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, and the Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay. There we go. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, Tampa Bay. Buccaneers. Tampa Bay there Buccaneers, and then America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, squared off Thursday night football, primetime week one matchup the, at Tampa Bay, where they hoisted the the new like banner or whatever they showed like the new that they were super bowl champs so the yeah. energy was electric and man what a good first game it honestly when i was watching it it didn't feel like football was it just felt normal like football had never you know like i've been watching football all year it didn't feel like there yeah. was a seven month break you know from the super bowl to now it just felt normal and it honestly also felt like a pretty long game but man it was a good game and it was yeah, I was super, super happy to see football and just a good game. And I think uh, I'll start with, obviously, so the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won 31 to 29, right? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, so they exchanged uh, field goals in the end of the fourth. The Cowboys drove down, got a field goal, took the lead. Then the Bucks with Tom Brady came back, drove down right down the field, kicked the field goal to win it. And yeah, I'll start off my like initial thoughts about it. I I predicted the buck. You and I predicted the Bucks to win, which they did. Mm-hmm. Now, I was kind of confident that they would win by more than they did. I will be honest. The Cowboys played better, a lot better than I thought. And agreed. Dak, you know, you and I have, and you know, this just strengthens our argument. But it is one week, so we can't get too ahead of ourselves. But with how he played last night, this makes our MVP argument of like being top three mm-hmm. finishing MVP makes us look like geniuses for, for saying that because well, he looked great last night. And it also makes my prediction like I don't know. Now I got a little less confident. Yeah, I was gonna my, I was gonna ask my, you my that. playoff thing. I was gonna my ask you that. football team. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll get into that and then I was literally gonna ask you that. I'll, I'll ask you that later. Okay. Though. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, the Cowboys, even with Zeke doing the running game did like nothing. It oh, was terrible. all it was all Dak just slinging it. And mm-hmm. of course, if he does that all year he might you know wear down so they do need to get the run game established more for sure but the bucks do have a good front four yeah, though yeah they do have true. one of the better ones in the league it was that's the thing that dak did great against one of the best defenses in the league and mm-hmm. they only sacked him once you know so the o-line actually handled better than expected and dak just was really good in the pocket he wasn't faced and he was able to you know to really make the right plays and it just looked like and also on Tom Brady's side too, 
the, the all the interceptions last night were like not the quarterback's faults and so there should have been no picks they they played pretty much great games like and there's a it couple all drops of like people's hands yeah and then the hail mary at halftime but that's you know it's a hail mary so whatever anyways that was that was Dak right he threw that no one. that was Tom was which, it Tom yeah which those two interceptions helped me a little bit because Eric has Tom Brady anyways um <laughs> yeah so there should have been no picks like and then a couple of drop passes from receivers too so like they played almost perfect games and it just seemed so like I mean I think it got our expectations a little high for what the NFL will be like because it, it was honestly it wasn't a full-on shootout but like they were moving both offenses were moving the ball downfield oh yeah and both both quarterbacks just looked like made it look easy they were like really comfortable and so like it was just like they were just driving down the field, you know. And then when it seemed like when they didn't, it was always like three and outs, and that's it. And then it was either three and out, and they drove down the field. It seemed like no like midfield stops really at all. There maybe like a couple, but still, it was. Question: Did we or for our playoff um, things? Did we ever do like our Super Bowl predictions? We actually didn't. I I was okay, I remember. Sure. I remember like my one of my workers the next day when we were talking about it, he's like, who's your Super Bowl predictions? I remember I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, we I think actually, we did. We didn't do that. Because for me, it would have been Buccaneers and Browns. That's what I would have done. Really? The Bucks and Browns? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'll, I'll give mine. I guess I'll say mine. Bills and Bucks. Anyways. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, they made, they just made the, the Cowboys defense, I will say, played a little better than I expected. Now that doesn't mean they played great. They still kind of got walked over. But I think what was more impressive was how good Dak was against the Bucks D, honestly, and how he was yeah. able to move the ball downfield. And you, we got to remember, he's got great weapons though. Like Amari Cooper had a really good game. We've kind of forgotten about him. CD Lamb is a really good talent. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Michael Gallup, even though I guess I think he got hurt, but like he he's did an ankle. He's a good third receiver. And then they've got, you know, Blake Jarwin at tight end, who's a solid tight end. And then obviously Zeke, if he can get going. Yeah. So, like, they've got weapons. And so that makes – I think the Cowboys are going to be this, – this helps me strengthen my argument about them winning the NFC least because I know it is one week, but I, I think that offense is – they looked good, and I think that offense can score a lot this year. And I do think yeah. the defense showed a little more fight out there than they did last year. And so – The only – and I'm going to counter this. Okay, I think you're going to ask me probably. I don't know. Are you done? I'm going to – I was going to answer your – Was it my uh, – if you think the Cowboys are going to win the division? Or... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say I'm done. Uh, all I know is whenever the Cowboys – you know they're trying to go for the touchdown to mm-hmm. take a bigger lead, but when they kick the field goal, I already knew, like, Tom Brady's going to lead it out of the field. And Same. I, was, you... I, was, I already I knew think... that they were going to have a chance to win, definitely. Like our four commercial break, they pan over to Brady and you saw like that Brady face. And I was like, Yeah, it's done. Like Yeah, and then Gronk had that know, great, great catch and then like Trump. Oh, and he was able to get like a bunch of extra yards after contact. Exactly. Yeah. And he had a great game. But to answer your Dallas question, I'm still going with the with Washington. I still feel confident. And the reason why is because Tom Brady and them, it was four turnovers. So two interceptions. We'll say three because of the Hail Mary. So three interceptions, um, well, sorry, two, two interceptions two and one fumble. fumble. Yes. So Chris Godwin fumbles at like the two, and if he puts yeah. that in, the, yeah, game, yeah, the yeah. game's over. So I mean, so at that point, I mean, game's over. And then there was a couple drops. I mean, so so for the Cowboys to have three interceptions and still 
lose by two, I think just shows like kind of how good the Bucks offense is. Oh, and yeah. not and not that like they can like kind of be careless with the ball, but most times if you have three or four turnovers, you're not gonna win a game. And I think we can see that Dallas's offense is good. Like obviously, like they did really well against the Buccaneers defense that held the Chiefs to what 10 points, right? I think it was. The Super Bowl? Yeah, they only scored me two. <laughs> two yeah, points. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so um, I still like – I mean, I think Dallas' offense is going to be probably top ten in the league, but their defense, I think, is bottom ten, and I think that's what's going to do them in. Whereas I think the Washington football team will have a top ten defense, and I think their offense will be top 15. Nothing, like, too sexy. You know, nothing like, you know – wow, this this is like a, you know, it, they're reinventing the offense, right? But I think it's going to be good enough for them to win games. And so that's why I'm confident if if week one showed what the whole rest of the season was, I'd be okay. I mean, granted, I haven't seen Washington yet. I mean, on Monday, I think we can talk about it and say, here's what we think of, you know, all the teams. Right. But that's just what I think of right now when I think of my pick. So – I, I definitely I didn't expect – I definitely didn't expect the Cowboys to be as good as what they showed last night, though. I will say that. I thought they were going to be a little bit more anemic on offense. But, I mean, yeah, I drafted Amari Cooper. I mean, on our fantasy podcast, you talked about this. I drafted Amari Cooper, and I thought he was going to be good because Dak, you know, looked good. But if Dak does that with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb the whole year, that's a scary offense. And then if you get Zeke in the mix, too, I mean – that can be really scary. It's the defense that I have questions about. Right. Yeah. And Dak aired it out, obviously, which I'm a little concerned. If he I think every, he had 60 or 61 attempts. Which I'm right? concerned if he does that every game, you know, but of course they were going against one of the best defenses, especially at stopping the run. So the run game was like non-existent. So hopefully you won't have to do that every game because I do think he'll wear out if he does. Anyways. Yeah. I was impressed, very impressed by the Cowboys offense. Uh, besides obviously the run game, but I just, you know, you are right though. You brought up a good point with the turnovers because obviously it should have been touchdown from Godwin that drive. And then there was a, an interception off Fournette's hands that put them uh, and actually they might've missed that field goal. That is true though. Uh, also, Zerline missed two extra two. points and a field goal or one extra point, or did he miss two? One extra point. One, one extra point. And then he missed a, a 30 yarder or something that should have gone in. But then the 60 yarder is kind of, you know, yeah, so, but, so basically it was four points. So he, he cost them four points pretty much. Which would which have been technically the, the game, game. But of course, yeah. the, the turnovers from the Bucks shouldn't have even put them in that position. But yeah, there was an mm-hmm. interception. Uh, then there was a, a fumble by Ronald Jones that I think led to a touchdown by the Cowboys. So they did, you know, they did get some, some gifts definitely that helped them. But they did take advantage, at least on one of them, they were able to score. But yeah, I was just impressed with how Dak was able to move the football. And like Amari Cooper looked really good. C.D. Lamb mm-hmm. struggled, even though he had a good game. He only was seven for 15. Like, he had seven catches on 15 targets. Because he dropped – he actually was one of the inter- – he was Dak's interception. It was off his hands. He dropped another two yeah. passes. So, he struggled a bit. But I still think he's going to be really good. Yeah. So, and then Amari Cooper was 13 of 16. Yeah, Amari Cooper and was I great. Believe two, I believe two of them were uncatchable. So, really, it was 13 of 14, I think, which – 
if I mean, if you're a quarterback and you say, hey, I'm throwing it up to him and he's yeah. going to miss only one of these throws, yeah. I think that's pretty impressive. There was only like maybe a couple of throws I saw that weren't good from Dak, but every other throw was like right where it needed to be. Yeah, especially with I you mean, know he he definitely impressed me. I I want to say and the the Bucks got some pressure on him and he was still able to you know make some throws. He only got sacked once, so he had good awareness. I mean, definitely. if week one was the rest of the season, it would make us look like geniuses, I guess. Probably for <sighs> saying Dak's going to be maybe an MVP dark horse, you know. Um, but if we get games like this all year long, I mean that's going to be amazing. All I'm going to say, yeah, I, I really hope. All I'm saying is I might regret not drafting C.D. Lane with how that Cowboys offense looks. Anyways, uh, enough. Or Amari Cooper. Well, I, I couldn't have it anyways because I tr- I didn't even have a fourth-round pick. Anyways, because um, I traded away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I might. We can get to that on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll but... get to that on Tuesday when the, everything happens. This is this yes. is sports, so this isn't fantasy. All right. Yeah. But going to your point about the – the division winner with the football team. Mm. Yes, I agree. I think Washington definitely has a top 10 defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have a top 20 offense. They're not 15, but 20 because Fitz magic. Who do you is, think, who do you think is better than them though? Like an offense? Like, well, yeah. I mean, so like we have 50, so there's, so you're saying that there's going to be like, are you saying their top 20 is in like 16 or they're more towards the 20 range? Because I don't see, 18. like, like to me, I think them as top 15 as in, like, go to 15. Like, they're right in the middle. Like, I'll, I'll give them a think, few spots less. So, it's, it's not much of a difference. They'll be right around the middle, though. Yes. Like, like to me, said. I just don't see that many other teams having a better offense. Because I think Antonio Gibson's going to be great. You have a tight end, Logan Thomas. You have Terry McLaurin. And you forget, they did add Curtis Samuel. They did. From the Panthers, who's pretty good. And so... To me, I think that offensive – I mean, it's better than the two in their division, the Giants and the, and the Eagles. Yes. And I, it's, pro- it's probably better than the Bears. So, I, yeah, I will say – And it's probably better than Carolina, Atlanta, and the Saints. So, I mean, right there, you're already in the top half of the NFC maybe. I don't know. I will say – I think they're top – but I, I think your 18 is still good. I think 18 to 15 is probably where they're going to be. Yeah, I, I – I will say Dallas's defense will probably be bottom 10, but I think they'll be at the top of the bottom 10. You get what I'm saying? So, like, they'll be right like around. Like a 22, 21. Yeah. I think. I don't think they're going to be bottom, bottom. I do no. think they looked a little better because you got to remember that Bucks offense is insane. Now, of course, yeah, there's a, those turnovers that shouldn't have happened that would have led to more Bucks points, but still, that Bucks offense is so good. So, it is. I do think they played better then I thought they played better than definitely a lot better than I thought they would. But anyways, agreed. So I, I do think they'll be around that. It's going to be close. I know that, but I still think that, and I I'm excited for those, those matchups, the football team and the Cowboys, because that defense against that offense, I think is going to be a really good matchup. And yeah, I think I it's think whoever wins. Those, I don't think we get those matchups till like, I think week 11 and like week right. 15. Like, so I think it's like really far away. It'll be really, it'll show how, where they're at at that point and what the uh, implications are if they win or lose. And so that's true. I'm excited about that, but I, I think the Cowboys offense will beat out that football team's defense now only because I think the football team is a really good front four as well, front seven, whatever, uh, just like yeah. the Bucks. So the run game will be not effective, but like what Dak showed me yesterday is that he can 
carry the offense and the load with the, the error game, the passing attack, if they stay healthy. And I think that would be enough to beat that defense personally, because I think their defense could hold up decently against their offense. So I, I think that it obviously when they play their match will come down to the offense versus the football team's defense. And whoever wins that battle is probably going to win the game. And I think the Cowboys offense is better personally. Now I do think it will be close though. And the one other reason I'll give to the Cowboys is because they have the second or third easiest schedule. And of course that's, you know, you played the Eagles and the Giants twice. So that's four easy, pretty winnable games. So maybe they might be, the Eagles might be, might maybe steal one at home, you know, if Jalen Hurts has like a great game or something, but. Cause that is a big rivalry game. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, that could be four wins and same for the football team. That could be four wins, but the rest of the schedule, that, that game, the Cowboys and maybe they're probably the Chiefs which is, I don't know when, those are like their two toughest games. The rest of the schedule is, is not not that difficult. And so I think that will vault them as well to win the NFC East. Yeah, I can see your point, and, and I'm not going to say that they don't have a chance. They do. Um, I still like, like my your Washington point. football team. I football think, team has I think a chance, definitely. Make, I think we both make good arguments, and I could see it go both ways. So I feel oh. like, you know, I, I don't really think it's – too well you know I, I think each each of our points make sense and can happen all, all i'm saying but is, all i all i know is that there is going to be a hard path for one of the wait teams. wait wait real quick though all i'm saying is how about them cowboys <laughs> thank <laughs> you Stephen they, a even though they lost <laughs> skip Bayless. but how about them cowboys <laughs> like slams the desk all right <laughs> uh but i was just trying to i was just trying to though. stall i was trying to stall and what you're about to bring up don't even uh, remind we gotta me. bring it up because the hard path will be for the Ravens. So yesterday, oh my uh, gosh, I was just sitting in class, and next thing I know, I see this <sighs> just in Gus Edwards believed to tear ACL, and I'm like, oh, that freaking sucks. And then yeah, it's bro, like, I, I was literally doing oh, like... breaking news: Marcus Pierce appears to tear ACL, and it was on back-to-back plays in the end of practice. So they just stopped it yesterday after that. But it was back-to-back plays. Like how, like. How rare is that? And this, I mean, it's, it's just it's crazy. And then because you have J.K. Dobbins who also tore his ACL, it's like okay, so you have three guys who've torn their ACLs in the span of a week. It's that's just to me, is it crazy? I was I was literally doing some like coding, and then I was chilling and everything, and then I see it. I didn't know because I wasn't looking at sports, and all of a sudden I see a text from you. It's like another Ravens running back. You didn't say it was Gus. So I was like, oh shoot, maybe it's the backup. And I'm like, I'm like, please don't be Gus. And I look, I instantly go to ESPN and it says. Ravens running back Edwards, and then it has comma Peters feared to have torn ACLs, and I was like, "What?" And I look, and it's literally my worst nightmare. And like, yeah, back to back plays. How does that even happen? That's three torn ACLs, like you said, in a week. Plus, we lost Justice Hill, who was our third running back behind J.K. Gus earlier to an Achilles. So we have lost all of our running back death, and now we've we signed except Devontae, for one, except for Tyshawn Williams, or is that you say his name? Yeah. Yeah, which he Williams. actually looked good apparently in camp. So that's somewhat. He played at BYU last year, and he actually, I think, tore his Achilles last season. But anyways, the thing about him is he's a really good running back. He catches pretty well and a hard runner. I think you'll like him. But I'm saying, yeah, it's I've still heard that... crazy that that the top four running backs, the top right. three, yeah. literally two ACLs and then Achilles. And we then, you know, now we signed. To the, like the practice squads or whatever, we have Le'Veon Bell, 
Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray all in to try and help fill the void. I think Latavius Murray might be the best fit because I've heard he's very similar to like Gus Edwards in his like style. And so that might be, yeah, I think Latavius Murray or Tyson Williams, I think are the two best. I don't, I don't really trust. I love you on Bell apparently doesn't fit with our scheme at all. So maybe for a pass catch, that's it. Maybe as our third down back, but that'd be it. Anyways. Yeah. It freaking sucks. Um, I'm still, I know (sighs) this takes a huge blow for sure. This is a huge, huge blow to this, what our offense is built around. But the positive that I can see about this is it's going to make Lamar a better quarterback, I hopefully, in the long run. Because I think that they're going to have to adjust a little bit. Now, they're still going to run read options. They're still going to give it to Latavius Murray, Tyson Williams. Uh, is that, I already forgot. Is it Tyson Williams? Yeah, it's Tyson okay. Williams. Okay, anyways, just want to make sure. I got to learn, learn that name probably. Um, they're going to yeah. give it to those guys still. So they're still going to run the ball. But I think they're going to – and they've kind of wanted to anyways. I think they're really going to implement the passing game more. And so I mm-hmm. hopefully that'll make Lamar, you know, if there's a year to like not tank, but maybe, you know, it's, it's not our like year. Work because, on some things. Because now we'll talk about Marcus Peters in a sec. Losing him is like the, I think the biggest blow to the, all the injuries. it's definitely the biggest blow because you still have Lamar quarterback. So you can still have the run game effective. Anyways, this, this would be the year for him to kind of just really improve on his throwing and take some chances. And maybe he doesn't have the best year, but like, with all the injuries already, we weren't really deemed for success anyways. And it might be a tough uphill battle. So this could be the year for Omar to really kind of take some shots and really work on his passing and really just try to improve as a quarterback, you know, I because think... we drafted Rashad Bateman, obviously we still have Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. So we, he's got weapons. They want to give him more weapons. And we have Sammy Watkins too. They've wanted, yeah, they've wanted him. They've wanted to get him more weapons so he could throw it more. So I think that now with especially the injuries, they are going to throw it a little more for sure. And they might they might throw it more than they pass. I don't know, or they might throw it pass more than they rush. I don't know. It's still going to be probably close. I but. I still think they're going to rush more. What this I think this does though is I think it gives Lamar a bigger role in that offense because he's going to be asked to rush a little bit more. I think, which would be good. I kind of yeah. The thing is, is the thing is though is his passing. He actually is a pretty good passer. He just hasn't had the receivers to help him with that stat, you know, like there's been a lot of drops and stuff. I think the receiving Corey has now is probably the best he's had since he's been a Raven. And that, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, Hollywood Brown is like the best thing ever. Sammy Watkins is the best thing ever. Right. I think Bateman is going to be great when he comes back. I think he's on the pup list for six weeks. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Another so injury. He back, he's going to be great. And Mark Andrews is good. And so to me, I think it's probably his best receiving core. And with the rate, with the RPO that he's going to run, you know, Lamar's going to run and going to do his thing. And so I, I think this year, if there's any year for him to be a true MVP, I think this is probably his year to like show like, you know, I am in Baltimore. If he can lead to the playoffs, I mean, he's going to have to have a great season for him to make the playoffs. Like he's going to have to have a great season. So if he leads them to the playoffs, he'll definitely be an MVP candidate. I feel like, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Definitely. I I kind of personally want to see more of him kind of sitting in the pocket and making throws a little more. I kind of want to see him similar to like, like, I mean, this is, I know it's kind of like Madden. And so obviously they're going to 
this is what I want to see as a fan. I'd love to see him like sit in the pocket and make throws, but if like the pressure, if the pocket collapses or stuff and he escapes from the pressure and then maybe he throws on the run or scrambles, I'd like to see a little bit more of that from him, which he kind of already does, but I still feel like he could do that more. Mm-hmm. So I, I hopefully we'll see that. I hopefully want to see that more. And you're right. He's not as bad as a passer people give him. Now, sometimes he has ducks. Sometimes the ball comes off not good. It's not a spiral. And he's not the he's not great at deep passes for sure. They don't he does not throw deep passes like whatsoever. It's always, you know, it's decently, you know, it's it's always seems like middle, middle route passes to like Mark Andrews, especially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I maybe he'll take a few more deep shots with like Bateman and, and Hollywood Brown. Uh-oh. Got a guest in the background. Anyways, maybe he'll take some more shots. Uh, that's what I'd like to see. But yeah, I think. This is the best receiving core he's de- had, definitely. Even though they've been, you know, Bateman's on P- PUP. Hollywood Brown missed, like, almost a month with a hamstring. But he's – thankfully, he's back. And then Sammy Watkins, I think, has an undisclosed injury. So, just injuries are just rashing through, especially the offense. It's mm-hmm. going to make it tough. But I am I'm honestly pretty excited about this season. And I'm excited about Lamar because I want to see what he can do and what he can show. So I, 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 I love, I love JK and I was so sad when he went down and when Gus went down, like, it's just like, what, but honestly, the positive is this could be the year Lamar maybe takes really a step forward. And, yeah. and, long- just, to, and just to point out real quick before we move on to Cam Newton, because our time is limited because unfortunately to listeners here, I have another funeral to go to, unfortunately, but um. I think the Marcus Peters, I think, will be most effective is because, um, I mean, you guys still have a good corner in Marlon Humphrey. We like, do. He's really good. Very. But the thing is, is having Peters and Humphrey, I mean, you really lock down. I mean, he's a lockdown corner. He is. I'd say he's probably top 10, top 15 corner in the league. I mean, he was a pro bowler last year, I believe. Yeah. So, I him mean, and, that's him and Marlon Humphrey were ranked like the second Best quarterback duo, Best I think, duo, in the league. Right? Yeah, or maybe I mean, they're hard. at least top three for sure. Yeah, I mean, that sucks. Hard. Because like like we said, losing the running backs really sucks. But with Lamar, but you Lamar can still, still run. You can still open lanes for Tyson Williams and Montez oh, yeah. They can they can still run. Like the run game will take a hit, but it's still going to be somewhat effective. Like they can mm-hmm. still move it with it. But you can't replace an all corner pro quarterback like that. Now, if Lamar mm-hmm. got hurt. And like Jay Kane guess around, then the offense would probably take a hit. Although I do like our backup, Tyler Tyler Huntley. I think he actually looks really good as a backup. Yeah, was from Utah. He was, yeah. I, I think he's yeah. a really good backup. But anyways, yeah. So like that really sucks for the defense because we still have it. We already kind of struggled. We lost, you know, Matthew Judon in free agency as well as. To the Patriots. Yep. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. As well as uh Book. I don't know how to say his name. Uh he was we lost him as well. Another pass. Was it like sure. in, in, in DJ or in, in Yeah, he was with the Vikings. Can, we trade for him DJ mid-year. or something like that. Yeah. We trade for him mid-year and we lost him to some team in Florida, I think. I can't remember which one. But I think anyways. We were able to get Justin Houston, but our pass rush is definitely a little weaker. So we might not get to the quarterbacks as much. But if we still have those two lockdown cornerbacks, that would help out a lot. But now that one of them's gone, I think that might be a little bit of a hole. So it definitely just sucks. But thankfully, you know, we still have some decent 
you know, like Patrick Queen, I think he'll be a beast and he's, you know, he could play kind of back in coverage if need be, or he can rush, he can do, you know, as a linebacker position, but he's very fast. So he can play maybe and help out in the, in coverage if need be. So I, I don't think our defense will obviously take a huge hit, but it definitely does give it a hit though. Like it definitely takes a, takes a little bit out, you know, knocks your leg out of you a little bit. And hopefully, just hopefully, there's no more freaking injuries because this has been awful because it seems like there's been no other major injuries by any teams, it seems, and that I know of, that at least the star players, and we've had basically three. And yeah. it's, oh, my gosh. I can't believe that happened on back-to-back plays. Like, oh, my gosh. It's so freaking dumb, man. <laughs> uh, I just hope that they can recover and all, but. I don't know. I'm excited for Lamar. I'm hoping he has an MVP type season again, but like a real, like, like I, it sucks how much criticism he gets, you know, and it's, he only gets so much because you well, first off, you only get that criticism. If you're really good for, mm-hmm. you know, you get a lot of criticism because like when you, as you get better as a player, you get more praise, but then you get more criticism, you know, unless you're like Patrick Mahomes because everyone seems to love him and he gets no criticism yeah. and yeah. Tom Brady. But Tom Brady's Tom Brady. But Lamar has so much criticism. And that's, you know, it's just because of, you know, they don't think he can throw. And because he, you know, his style is rushing, which he's very good at, obviously. And yes, he might not be the best thrower, but like his MVP season, he threw 36 touchdowns. That's a lot. And six interceptions. That's yeah. it. Like, yeah. I still don't understand why people give him so much criticism. Like, yeah, I think I've Lamar, I think Lamar criticism like- needs to stop. It sucks. Yeah, I've never been one to criticize him and, and that stuff for the throwing department, but I think you guys will still be good. I definitely now am confident with them as being a seven seed playoff team. Um, I'm, I'm glad I put them as that now. Um, but I feel like if anyone was to steal that spot, it'd be the for me, my, my predictions would definitely be the Patriots. <laughs> they would overtake them in my updated playoff bracket when I picked the Ravens, but I would give to the Pats now. And I will say, like I said, uh, you kind of really, when we talked about last time, you did a good job kind of convincing me about the Cardinals. Like, you made mm. me think, man, maybe I should have picked them. But anyways. Hey, well, guess what? We'll see how it goes. But speaking of the Patriots, let's talk about what happened this morning. With yeah, Cameron. I, wanna, I, wanna I believe he up. went on, it's either an interview or Instagram or whatever. Um, but one of the main points he said was, I was surprised to be let go but I understand why he said I would have liked to be a backup and I would have been fine in that role. But he said, because of my personality, I think it would have been hard for me to be around, especially for a rookie quarterback. And, you know, as much as we, as much as people love Cam, I really do like Cam Newton. I really do think he is being honest and I like how he owned. He said, my personality is probably hard to be around a rookie quarterback. I think that is very mature and takes a real man to say. And so I also like too how he didn't like say the Patriots did wrong by him. He should be starting. You know, he just took it and said pretty much like, yeah, I didn't perform what I should have been, but I understand why they did what they did. And there's no hard feelings. I, I, to me, I, I like Cam's character. um, And I think he's going to be on the team by halfway through the season, at least. I mean, people are going to need a backup. And if not, someone to plug in. Like, 
if one of the quarterbacks go down, I mean, Cam is still pretty good. Like, I don't know, maybe you have an offense that is more running, like, you know, like a, like a Ravens. We don't really need to throw the ball. Cam is probably good in that situation, you know? And so I think it just depends on what he wants to do, but I don't think he's done. I think he has at least one or two good more years in him. I, I can't, I think Cam made it like, cause I remember it was a day or two ago when he, it was supposed to be like, he needs to air some stuff out on Friday on a Friday video. And it's like, Oh boy. Yeah. But it really wasn't anything. Honestly, he kind of just, he, he, he clickbaited us essentially. Um, yeah. I I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of reading it while you were talking a little more about mm-hmm. it. He said, he did say Mac Jones didn't beat me out, but I would have been a distraction. If they would have give, Gave him the starting role. They know the perception that would have I it would have had if the success didn't come. He said Matt Jones didn't beat him out. He did. Yeah, that's what this is article saying. Oh, saying he did. He didn't. No, he doesn't think he beat him out technically. But I think that's just more confidence than you know anything. To me, I mean, I like Matt Jones in the thing, but like if it was me, I would have like you said, I would have started Cam Newton. I think because of the distractions. The COVID stuff and his personality, I do think that kind of led to what he's saying. Right, right. Yeah, I remember it. And that was also in the article. I I just, yeah, it's – I do kind of agree, but and in terms of, you know, him being a backup or whatever, because, like, it's a distraction because of who Cam is. But also, not it goes, I think, beyond that in terms of – it just goes on to the actual football field. Their play styles are so different, you know, mm-hmm. who they are. And so, like, if one of them had to come in for the other – especially like McGame is an injury or it's a bit, you know, someone got benched, the whole like game plan would have to shift, you know? And so I think that's also another added reason. I don't know if Cam directly mentioned that, but like their play styles are much different because, you know, and I think Cam knows, but like Mac Jones has the style that like Belichick wants. He's like the quarterback that he wants, which we've talked about multiple times. He's the guy who can make the stand in the pocket and make the throws. Cam not as well. Cam's more of a kind of, you know, he's a little more, move you know he likes moving more like with more read options and he just you know he likes to move out more move in the pocket and he's a little bit more of a mobile quarterback and not as much of a thrower as mac jones is but belichick likes Mm -hmm. to throw her more and so i think that's a another you know thing and that might have been hard to deal with as well for like the the patriots and stuff but yeah it, it seems still just kind of like they seem to have a really good relationship and all but you know, like Cam would have get a, been a good mentor. Maybe he was a good mentor to to Mac Jones, but I don't know. Still, something just seemed a little, little off about those two in the relationship. Not that they have beef, but like I don't know if they would have been like the closest of friends per se, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I I don't know. It it I was still surprised by. It. I thought maybe like yeah, Cam was going to start this year. And Mac Jones would just be the backup the whole year, and then he'd take over next year. But, hey, I mean, the Patriots do what they want to do, and they want to start Mac Jones, so it is what it is. I mean, this is sort of – I mean, I, I I know people are, like, just not compare Mac Jones to Tom Brady, but it's kind of hard because Tom Brady has been the last 20 years of New England history, you know. Um, but it sort of was like this, too, because we had uh, Drew Bledsoe, who was a Hall of Fame quarterback, and Brady was backing him up, and then Drew got hurt. Granted, Cam didn't get hurt, but he had the COVID thing again. And then Brady stepped in, did well, and he never let go of the starting job. And I think that's kind of what Mac is doing. He stepped in, they like him, and I think he's not going to let go of that starting job. And so 
as much as I love Cam, I do think he's right personality wise. It wasn't a good fit. Um, and I, I think Mouse going to do great. There's definitely going to be some, some growing pains for sure, but he does fit the Belichick system better. And I wonder also how much maybe like ego plays into effect in this, but Cam seemed like definitely mature when he was talking about it and all today when he released it. But I wonder how much like internally ego like affected him because, you know, he lost, he obviously, they both probably wanted to start and, you know, Cam, especially he probably didn't want to lose that starting job at all. So I wonder how yeah. much that affected him. You know, I mean, he didn't really say in the video, but I still think that has somewhat of an effect, you know, because like, it's like, like, that's just how we all are. Like if you and I were playing, you know, basketball or football and, we're on the bench, you know, and we're not playing much. And like someone else is starting over us, you'd be like, why is he starting over me? I want to start, you know, like it's just kind of a part of it. And some players handle it better than others. And so I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm not saying Cam has like a video or about this or anything. I'm just curious if that did affect him as well. And like, you know, having to go through that because it definitely can affect a lot of players. Thank especially you. when you're, especially when you're Cam and you were an MVP and you've been playing for what? This is his tenth year or eleventh year, so he's been in this league for a long time. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and well, and you're an MVP at one point, you know. Right. I mean, it. I mean, I remember watching Cam when we were in high school, and he was so fun to watch. Just what he was doing yeah. and stuff. But the stuff he was doing, I think it has taken a toll on his body, and I think that's why he's not as good now yeah, as he bit, was earlier. I hope that doesn't happen to Lamar. But yeah, I actually I did see like a commercial or an old commercial. I guess it was like a play through sixteen commercial with Cam Newton as this kid talking to him, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Make sure you get your exercise, your thirty minutes a day or whatever, and you can be a pro just with me or something." He's like, "Yeah, blah blah blah," and he's like, "Then I would, you know, be drafted or whatever, or be a high school quarterback, then college, and then NFL, and then I would take the spot over you on the Carolina Panthers or whatever." And then the comment was like, or the thing was like, "This is this was Mac Jones as a kid." <laughs> I'd have to maybe I can find it. It's like send it to you. It's pretty funny. But yeah, I know it's a play 360, and like the other dude's like a white, it's a little white boy. Yeah. And he's like talking yeah. to him. I've seen it. It's it's yeah. funny. <laughs> and it was like that that kid ended up being Mac grew up to Mac Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I I hope Cam wins somewhere. I'm afraid he might not, honestly. Yeah. I'm hoping he does. It's it's kind of for me, it's similar to like maybe when Mel was out of the league for a year in the NBA and then like also a guy like Jeremy Lin, who never has gotten an offer again. It's similar to like those kind of stories where like teams just like kind of give up and, you know, it's, it's just like, why, you know, they've, they've shown that they're still good and could, could contribute at a high level. And like, they just don't give him a chance, even like Colin Kaepernick, they're not giving him a chance, you know, and, but that's a little different with all the other stuff. But anyways, like, you know, they're just not giving these guys a chance because they think they're too old, blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of sucks, you know. They won't even bring them in for, like, tryouts or anything. So, I'm hoping that doesn't happen to Cam, and I'm kind of afraid he's not going to be on the team this year, personally. What do you think about yeah, his Yeah, I don't think he'll be on a team this year, but I think he'll come back, and I think he'll be on a team next year. And you think so? I think give it his last hurrah. I think so. I mean, like you said, it's like the mellow thing, right? I mean – Granted, quarterbacking is different, but there's always turnover and always teams that need quarterbacks, and and he seems the right fit, you know. So and he's even said there's not 32 quarterbacks better than me, you know. 
Yeah. Like I feel like he could go to Houston and maybe win that job. Oh, easy. Yeah. I think I, I do like Houston. I do like Tyrod Taylor though, but you know, he could I go to like, Houston and easily be on that team as a backup, if not the starter, you know, or yeah. He's the football Agreed. team that give him a chance if what Fitzpatrick's uh-huh. done, you never know. Like I still think he is capable of being a starting quarterback, but yeah, maybe a year or two more because he did, you know, obviously the COVID stuff's kind of, you know, when he got it, it definitely threw him off his rhythm because he did struggle last year, but he did look pretty good those first two games for the Patriots. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I just, I just wish him the best. And I guess I wish Mac Jones the best too with the Patriots. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm hoping that, uh, I mean, personally, I like Brady more than the Patriots because I realized once he left to the Bucks, I was like, yeah, Brady's not that bad. I, was, I still don't like Belichick. Because he honestly just seems like a I jerk. Love, I love I love Florida Tom. Florida Tom is so fun. He just Belichick just seems like a jerk. I'm not gonna lie, it's like media and stuff. But hey, he, I wish he was like Popovich, where he was kind of like a jerk, but like also kind of funny and like you know. But he just seems like a for me personally, just seems like a jerk. So I don't really <laughs> like him that much. But hey, I mean, whatever. He's a good coach, so can't can't get mad at him. Exactly. Oh, uh, well. Is there any last thoughts before we – oh, I just realized we got to do a couple of quick predictions for week one. How did we forget about that? A couple of quick predictions about some of the games, some of our – we won't do every game, but we'll talk about a few maybe of the more uh, key matchups. We can give a few pre- quick predictions, and we'll make sure that you're done at 1229, right, before you got to go, or 1129 your time. We'll finish right at the dot. All right. Let me, let me pull some up. Let me pull some up. Mm. Seahawks and Colts. Who do you have winning that game? I think that's a, that's a pretty uh, solid Seahawks. one. You think Seahawks will win? You're going yeah. against uh, ESPN Simulator. 0-8. Perfect. <laughs> I personally, yeah, I think the Seahawks will win too. I don't know. I don't trust the Colts yet. I do think that they will win, obviously, their division and be a a high seed, but I think it'll take them like a couple weeks to really gel on offense. So I'm just yeah. gonna go with the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks have a high powered offense. Uh the Chargers and the football team. That's actually another pretty good one. I Chargers. Uh I think the football team's gonna win. I think they're gonna give Justin Herbert fits. I'm gonna be honest. I think they will. So I think they're gonna take that one. Uh Jaguars and Texas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> A Jaguars will win that one, I think. All right, Browns and Chiefs. That's a good one. Uh, Browns. A lot of people are picking the Browns to win. It seems to be a very popular pick right now. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, so it's an arrowhead. Uh, oh, it's not arrowhead? Wait, let me make sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, so annoying. Oh. <laughs> That's so, so annoying. Oh, my gosh. I can tell you're just ready to go, aren't you? But I'm just holding you longer. No, you're good. I just, I, no, what's the next, what's the next game, is my guy? Let me take my time. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to ask that one. I already know your answer. All right. What, are you going to ask Patriots Dolphins? <laughs> no. Yeah, I was. Dude, freaking, let's go, Mac Jones. All right, all right, all right. Packers and Saints. I don't think, oh, I think this won't be, you know, I think this won't Packers. be closer than we think. 
I'm going to go with the Packers now. Yes. Uh, uh, Ravens and Raiders. Ravens. Ravens. You know, honestly, we could probably just go through all of them because you're answering them so fast. So we'll just do them all. Okay. 49ers and Lions. Niners. <laughs> Eagles and Falcons. 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 Steelers and Bills. Bills. <laughs> I'm surprised it took you that long to answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I was thinking so hard on that one. Yeah, no, I don't think the Steelers' <laughs> offense is that good. So, Bills. No. Vikings and Bengals. Let's go Bengals. Maybe they shocked the world, you know, or, or just. I don't think it'd be much of a shock if they won. Not shocked the world, but like you always have to have like that, you know. The, right. the week one overreact, right? Like, oh my gosh, are the Bengals really good? I think it'd be Bengals. I just feel I'm gonna uh if you if you pick who I think is gonna win, I'm just gonna move on to the next one. But if I don't pick who if you pick who I think don't think he's gonna win, I'll say so. I think the Vikings will win, okay. and I also think the Eagles will beat the Falcons. All right, anyways, okay. Cardinals and Titans. Cardinals. I'm gonna go with them too, even though I predict the Titans in the playoffs. Jets and Panthers. Go Jets. Go Zach Wilson and lead us to the dub. Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers. It's Sam Darnold's season, baby. He's about to outperform Zach Wilson. <laughs> 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 All right. Now it's the Jaguars and Texans. Jags. Oh Bro, the Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm going to go. I'll go Texans. No, you should not pick yeah. the Texans. Yeah, I'll pick Texans. No way. You're, you're freaking sandbagging. <laughs> no. I'll, no, I'll do the Texans. Watch hey, it. I mean, let's I, be honest. The Jaguars aren't that much better. So Honestly, that's why I, I'm like, this one is like really a 50-50 because they're both terrible. It's like, okay, which team is not the most terrible on that day is going to yeah. win the game. So, <laughs> Broncos I and Tyrod Taylor, just be, I, think, I think the only reason why Texans win is because of the Tyrod Taylor because he's more – He's a veteran compared to Lawrence. That's it. That's the only reason why. Broncos and Giants. Uh, let's go Teddy B. Yeah, I'm picking let's the go. Broncos. Broncos. Bears and Rams. Oh, that's easy. Rams, Matthew uh, Stafford. Yeah, why did it take you so long? To- <laughs> well, I was, was thinking because the Rams defense is good, but so is the Bears. But then I was like, Matt Stafford. Oh, dude. Matt. I was like, wait, Matt Stafford. I was like, oh, let's go. He's also, I'm hearing as a, I could see him being a dark horse MVP candidate, which I, I can see that. You have them winning do. the division, actually. So if they win the division, he's probably might win. Oh, MVP. I have Rams winning. I have Rams winning the division. You picked him over oh, the Oh, well, then, yeah, of course I'm picking the Rams. If the Rams win the division, Matt Stafford <laughs> might actually be MVP. Like, it depends on how good. he plays. Because in a Sean Mc, I, I'm really excited about him in a Sean McVay offense, and that's why I scooped up Cooper Cup. But, yeah, I'm excited about that. All right, well, that wraps up week one predictions. We only disagreed on, like, four or five, so not bad. I – oh, yeah, I'm super excited. Sunday is fully booked for football. I'm watching football all day. You're going to use uh, your YouTube TV. Thank you very much. <laughs> we used to, what we did last year, we lost our cable for your YouTube TV. We uh, <laughs> we used to stream on Kevin's laptop. We used to stream on like websites that would free stream games. And we used to yeah. uh, screen mirror it to our TV. 
<laughs> which actually was kind of nice because it gave us any game we wanted, which, but yeah. of course, sometimes it'd be like comments would be on the side and they'd be like stupid, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, I think that'll wrap up episode 12. I, I would call this a, a big 12 episode. This is a big 12 episode. This is the big 12 episode. Big exactly. one too. Um, yeah, man. Well, thank you again, everyone for, mm-hmm. for watching. And th- yeah, thank you, Maddie B for, bringing your your handsome self to the podcast with your your opinions every week every oh that's monday and friday you. every monday you're friday the, you're the handsome man bro I'm, I'm bringing it on tuesday now although it's just straight fantasy football so we could talk trash <laughs> anyways yeah if you guys make sure to check out uh as i mentioned on a quick youtube video and you if you saw the spotify or you follow on spotify and apple you've seen it but the fantasy football podcast which is like a special kind of separate season that we're going to do that's going to be on tuesdays only on spotify and apple so it's only an audio version so make sure to check those out and matt and i maddie b and i are still doing our mondays and fridays like normal so three podcasts a week he might be there for some of the fantasy football ones sometimes he might not be it's just whoever can make it kind it of just over. depends i i do soccer refereeing right so on it's just tuesdays usually so whoever can make it will be there so yeah it's always a ton of fun to do a fantasy football podcast and so make sure to check that out and obviously youtube version of the monday and friday ones are still going up on the channel make sure to check those out we also have an instagram now we're still kind of working on it but it is published so you can go follow that the links will be in description and yeah thank you guys so much and we will see you on monday after all the football pretty much so see ya peace 12 episodes let's go